0: This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. Shaping and building Australia together.
1: Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia together. And remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the App Store now. I'll tell you, the amount of people that are jumping on the text line saying, Oh, Steve getting more coffee? Like, what's going on there with Steve? (laughs) He's got a reputation. I, I will admit... It does make me laugh a lot, but at the same time, <laughs> mm. Mm. there's only one person to blame, and that man, is on the other end of the phone. Mm. Please welcome back to the driver's seat. His own show, I should point out, the one and only Stephen Johnson. Stevie yeah, J, welcome. Do you guys actually miss me? Seriously?
0: Yeah, yeah of, no, course of course we do. do. What are you because, talking about? Oh, the, 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 oh, the, ability to, the ability to hang... Um, copious amounts of crap on you uh, goes away from the show, unfortunately. So (laughs) absolutely we miss you. No, of course we miss you. Hey, I do want to know, bro, you're down at Phillip Island for uh, one of your instructing gigs. Now, be truthful. Did you go to the pizza place in Phillip Island for dinner?
2: You might be talking about Pinot's. Is that correct? Pinot's. That's (laughs)
0: the word. That's the place. Pinot's with all the motorcycle leathers and stuff.
2: I may have... Just literally arrived back to my hotel from Pino's as we oh, speak. Hey,
1: there it is. <laughs> mm, your eye
0: like pizza pie that's Great pizza at Pino's. That's the one thing I do miss about being a full-time instructor is going down to Phillip Island and having uh, quite a few Pinot pizzas. Or oh, yeah. Very, very good stuff. Hey, Stevie no. J, thanks for joining us, mate, because I know it's been a very long day for you. But we're going to... Talk about Winton on the weekend because your boy finally got himself his first national championship, from my point of view, was sensational to watch. So congratulations to you and the family.
2: Yeah. Yeah, thank you, mate. It was very, very cool. Um, You know, it's actually very cool to have you there as a part of it. Obviously, big race for you coming back as well, which sort of probably got a bit overshadowed by, by Jet, but... Um, you know, to have you there and have the new car, the newly rebuilt car, there, which pretty much didn't miss a beat all weekend. And um, you know, all in all, yeah, uh, you know, it, did, it didn't come without its without its dramas, as you know, with with an engine failure on Friday. But um, the boys worked really, really hard until two a.m. and got everything sorted. And um, you know, he was able to to do what he needed to do on on Saturday and Sunday to um, to claim the title. And Nimzy, it was
0: it was. It was quite funny because one of the things we have to do as drivers, we actually have to go to the driver's briefing where all the officials talk to you about all the safety bits and pieces, and you've got to sign on. Uh, young Jet Johnson, Stevie J, not only missed our driver's briefing and then was penalised, what was it, 10 points, I think?
2: 10 championship points. Yes. 10 championship oh, points. Geez, Louise, that's what, not...
0: I, what I love then is he, he was too scared to tell his old man that he'd just been docked. <laughs> 10 championship points. We all knew, but Steve didn't know.
2: Yeah, it was funny how I seemed to uh, find out about that on Saturday night on social media, wasn't it? Mm, um, yeah. So once I found out about it, I walked next door into his bedroom in the hotel we were staying in and I said, uh, Is this correct? And he's like, Oh, uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah, Dad. Um, yeah. So he he uh, definitely didn't know what to say, so yeah, anyway, but um I tell you, I, I said to him in the end I, I wasn't I was a bit mad, but I said, mate, if you win if you lose this championship by nine points, yep, it is your own fault mm. absolutely the, end of the day. and so anyway, he turned around and said, dad, i you know I got told to go." in 10 minutes time um, I got sidetracked and um, that was my own fault he owned up to it he said it was my own fault that'll never happen again Um, and he's learned a big lesson so luckily it it didn't have any major ramifications but usually within a close championship 10 points means the difference between either winning or losing or it could even mean the difference between Finish in top three or not?
0: Mm, absolutely.
2: And what I liked
0: about his drive, um, Steve, because you and I haven't had much of a chance to debrief because you've you've shot straight off to to your work commitments. But what I really liked about his drive is that often we see in young racing drivers, male or female, it's win it or bin it at every single corner. Um, he actually played a, a pretty conservative weekend. Obviously, you can't you can't uh, you can't help an engine drama which you guys had. And we're up till two o'clock in the morning on. I think it was on Saturday night or Sunday morning. Friday into the Sunday. Was it it Friday? Friday Friday into the Saturday, sorry. Into Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was impressed with the way he actually went about his weekend with a championship view in mind. It wasn't to win the weekend. It wasn't to win every race. It was purely and simply to bag himself a championship for the team and for Napa.
2: Yeah, correct, mate. He he was keeping a close eye on his closest rival in the championship and he was in front of him. So – uh, you know, in his eyes, as much as we all wanted him to win races, mm-hmm. um, he decided, no, I'm just going to sit here um, and bag the points, and make sure I finish the races, and um, and obviously bring home this championship. So it, it was it was a funny one because I think by you know when he actually did start attacking in the last race, um, he actually got himself out of a lot of trouble in regard to. Uh, the three races before we were he was being very conservative,
1: yeah
2: he was actually in the middle of danger zone and he was getting hit by people and everything else and I'm like, well, if you just have a little bit more probably get out of that out of that zone so um, it was a really good lesson for him to learn we'll watch it all back and and hopefully he'll learn a lot from that and and just you know if if and when and hopefully he is fighting for more championships down the line in in, in coming years but you know, that'll hold him in good stead of what he needs to do um, to either, you know, it's a very different story if you're having to protect a decent lead rather than having to come from behind and attack and try to win at all costs and uh, and, and hope that your closest rival, um, you know, has a bad weekend.
0: Sunday night. Let's talk about Sunday night because we had the awards dinner for TA2 for the year and of which your boy was uh, crowned champion and Graham Cheney was uh, second uh, for the championship, which was which who you were saying um, uh, yeah. Jet was watching and keeping his eye on. Um, I think I left at about 10, maybe 10.30. We had the big dick, Jilly was there, Bree, Lacey, the whole, the whole team Johnson, the whole family, Johnson family and all team Johnson. Now, when I left at about 10, 10.30, whatever it is, I reckon you'd sunk 12 <laughs> beers maybe. Did you press uh, on? Because you weren't great Monday morning, as I understand it.
2: Well, I don't remember you leaving. To be fair, just that, <laughs> out. So I don't even remember if I said goodbye to you. But <laughs> yeah, no, you did.
0: We had a hug. We had We oh, had a tender good. moment. It was lovely.
2: Good, good. But um, yeah. you know, I think that um, not only did uh, did it kick on for a little bit longer there, um, we ended up going back to our accommodation. Um, <laughs> our boys from Team Johnson ended up trying to. To, to grab Maccas through the drive, which is the only thing that was open by foot, and they wouldn't let them. So I had to get someone to come and pick them up to take them through to get Maccas. Um, and I think, yeah, maybe somewhere in the early hours of one-ish or maybe a little bit later is when they ended up um, leaving our room. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a decent night. And um, uh, obviously Monday morning um, wasn't really it was ideal. No, it wasn't great, but yeah, but um, but we soldiered on and we got to Philip Island ready for work on Tuesday.
0: You're a trooper. You're a trooper. <laughs> um, where to from here, Steve? What's the what's the plan? He's he's one TA two, so lots of talk about where he'll go next. Oh, what's so the, much
1: rumour in uh, Scuttlebutt? Yeah, that's going on. huge
0: amount. They're... Grab the keys to the rumour mill and crank it up because well, it was, he's going everywhere. It
1: was actually funny too because because you you were getting ready to jump in the AU, uh Matty. Yeah. And and Jet was doing a couple of media commitments and doing some interviews. And there were people that are literally asking him, like, he he's, hasn't put the trophy down yet. And he's like, so what are you doing next year? And yeah. she's like, just hang on, let him, let him soak in this for a little bit. Yeah, so, enjoy <laughs> the
2: moment. But, yeah.
0: but what, is the, what is the sort of, as much as you can confirm at this stage, what is the strategy for Jet moving forward for 23?
2: Yeah, we'd like to continue do, doing the Trans Am Championship next year, which is obviously um the the other championship on the other spectrum so um you know look at doing that Napa are really really keen to to be in there amongst the other um very cheap auto stores um <laughs> <Yep>. that uh, <laughs> that we that we race against and yep. um um but also I would, I would really really love to get him in you know people talking about super two and all that sort of stuff i, I personally if we can you know and, and there's nothing confirmed yet at all there''s, there's still a lot of uh, planning to do um, to make it work, not only and, and to try to get funding, but also to find a car, would be Super 3. Uh, and the reason for that is that you go straight into Super 2 next year, you have to drive either a Mustang or a ZB, um, ZB Holden. Um, straight up, the spotlight is straight on you, 100%. Mm. And um, you must be winning races. You know, at the end of the day, you're in a Super 2 car, you've got to be winning races. So, yeah. For him to be in a decent car now, for everybody listening, the Super uh, 2 cars, as I just said, are the current cars handed down from this year, so Mustangs and ZB Combos only. And then the current Super 2 cars, which are um, the FGX, Falcons, et cetera, um, they're going to be um, in the Super 3 category in 2023. And for me, that would be a better option because not only are you out of the spotlight a little bit, if you do well in an FGX Falcon or Holden, or, or whatever it might be, um, the, uh, I guess you get the opportunity to get better coverage. Um, yeah. you know, if, uh, Kai Allen's a great example this year, even though they're slightly different cars, the Super 3s to the Super 2s. They're the, the previous era before Car of the Future. Um, and he's been doing great. Uh, in Super 3. He's been mixing in and beating a lot of the Super 2 or, or half of the Super 2 field. So mm-hmm. that's been getting him some really, really good press, really, really good um, rapport with, with other team owners. Um, and I think because of that and also being out of the spotlight, you don't have to win the race outright. Mm-hmm. It gives you some really, really good um, you know, just,
1: like credibility within that. Yeah, good experience
2: yeah. without the added pressure that I think Super 2 brings. So right. ideally, I mean, he's only 17, you know. He's mm-hmm. so young. I don't want to force him into the spotlight. I want to try to keep him out as much as I can, even though he is a bloody Johnson, you know, it doesn't help in that regard. (laughs) (laughs) But um, if I can help him in that regard to just focus and just keep having fun as much as we can before the big pressure stuff starts, and it will if he gets there, um, you know, that's my my aim, to get him in there, to have fun, to do well, to try to do it uh, as low pressure as possible try to get some super license points. So eventually in the next couple of years, he might be eligible to do a, a wild card and possibly a, an enduro um, and, and go from there. But, you know, that's, that's sort of long-term thoughts. That's literally just my thought, but right now um, to get him some laps in a, uh, a you know, and even the super twos now, whether it be, you know, like I said, whether it be the FGX Falcon, mm-hmm. yeah. they're basically the same style of car as what's going to be in super two. They're exactly the same, pretty yeah. much. So, yeah. um, you know, obviously a, very different kettle of fish. Talking about obviously, um, you know, next year's um, next year's new cars as well. So um, I think that's the, the idea, but you know, um, things could change, and we'll um, we'll just have to play that by ear. But the next month or so is going to be very important.
1: Well, well, another thing, and you you raise a really good point there about Super Two because you just have to look at, you know, someone like Aaron Seaton who has literally every time he goes on the, on the grid, he's always compared to Glenn. Like no matter what he yeah. does, he will always be. Uh, like, the, the the spotlight is 100% on, no matter where he's on the grid and, like, uh, it's not it's not really helpful to try and develop like that, is it, when you currently have the microscope on you
2: 24-7? No, and no, no, I don't think it's fair to give those young guys that much added pressure. You know, I really just think that they should go out there, learn and absorb as much information, information as they can from the engineers that they're working with, but also to go out and have fun. I mean, you know, that's what they do this job for, that's what they do, that's what they race cars for and that's what we all race cars for because we love it and we want to enjoy it. Um, if you're lucky enough to make a profession out of it, well, that's, you know, that's a massively added bonus at the end. But um, to go out there and have fun, um, yes, learn about your commercial aspects, learn about keeping sponsors happy, learn about what you need to do, learn about not missing driver's briefing <laughs> and, um, <laughs> um, and basically, um, you know, Basically, do your apprenticeship, do your time. Um, and if you're good enough in the end, then hopefully, you know, you might be lucky enough to get an opportunity in the main game. So, um, you know, that's, that's that's my plan. Whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. But that's the way I think that we should do it. And, and um, you know, I'm sure they'll be spoken about the next couple of weeks with my old man and maybe Ryan Story and a few others. And um, I've already made a few calls to other teams, to be honest, oh, um, in go. the last couple of days. So... Uh, to just see what their thoughts are and everything, and, and everything's been very positive. So all the... all the, Actually, the, the, the calls have been very well-received from the other end and and, and and surprised in their end that that we are ringing around. So um, awesome. I just want to not only help him out as much as I can, but also want to get him the best seat. You know, you cannot make it in racing unless you have the best seat mm. or one of the best of seats. Course. And, yeah. you know, and... There's no point doing it half-heartedly. Um,
1: it really I knew what you were going to say then. Yeah. <laughs> good, good self-centering, <laughs> it Steve. It wasn't heartedly
2: either. <laughs> I was not going to say half-assed, all right. I was going to say oh, half-heartedly. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, That's very- and basically, yeah, so just basically, uh, you know, and I've had that and, and I, don't, I don't excuse anything that I've done in my career. I, I've loved every decision that I've made. Have they all been correct? In my eyes, they have. Have they all been yeah. correct in regard to being in the right car and getting results? Absolutely not. They have not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I don't excuse the fact of what I did and how I did it um, because I wanted to be with the family. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that Jet's in the right seat, the best seat uh, at for the best him. time mm-hmm. for him to give him the best opportunity to win races. Yeah.
0: I think, and I, the thing is, Stevie J, we have. The The sceptics of supercars, and I'm probably amongst them, say that we've got a Super 2 and a Super 3 program because we've got to have a used car yard and these cars have got to go somewhere. Uh, but the reality is it is also, and they are trying to make it a definite pathway to main game supercars. So, you know, people like Brock Feeney and Kai Allen have done Super 3, <laughs> being dominant. You go to Super 2, again, hopefully you're, you're competitive. And then they'll, hopefully if the system is working, the walk into supercars should be a whole lot easier than just just money. Mm-hmm. We'll have to
2: wait and see. But, but we've you seen know, it at the end Brock of the day, and- guys, but yeah, at the end of the day, Maddie and Nimsie, not only that, but the stars have to align too. And you think of Brock Feeney mm. uh, at his progression and when he started and what he did. Um, for him to be able to get to Super 2 at the time that he did and dominate the time that he did um, uh, with a you know, he he'd got the funding together to run a triple eight car that coincided with Jamie Wincuff deciding to retire probably way premature to what we all thought that he would. He didn't need to, he could probably still be winning races right now. So that's just the, the big positive luck that he had to get into that seat. You know what I mean? So you've got to have those sort of things. I mean, Will Davis and Anthony Pasquale, not saying that just aimed at going there, but you know, DJR are one of the best seats, triple eight are one of the best seats, you know, Tickford are up one of the best seats. They're yeah. all up the front, so you want you've got to aim for those for those um, teams, but you've got to have a bit of luck with who they've got at the moment um, to to change um, and, and and have a have an opportunity to, to snatch one of those seats, you know, somewhere down the down the track.
1: And Will Will Davison is a fantastic example about that too, because you have got a guy that's a two-time Bathurst winner that literally two years ago, due to no fault of his own, was jobless. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. he was. On his backside and um, couldn't buy a seat. Simple as that. Yep. Like, so yep. you're you're right. It is a, an incredible amount of circumstances that do need to go right. Um, look, we, Stevie, we won't keep you too long. But before I let you go, I do have to mention one certain thing that also happened at Winton. It's an A <laughs> U <IU> Falcon <laughs> because because someone has just texted in. Uh, there was an A U Falcon that was raced recently, talking about the best seat. <laughs>
2: Can I, can I say something about that? And I was hoping you were going to bring that up because, you know what? I now know, after all these years of watching my dad and Peter Brock and everyone else race, oh. I now know what it feels like to be John Harvey. Right? Now, John Harvey would always get in the car after Peter Brock, and all of a sudden, the car would break down. Right? So, I'm thinking, all right, we're right here. Like, Jet's here, Maps out there. He's doing his business. we got... Hundred laps. I'll hang around here with Jet and do a few photos and kiss a few babies. I'll get him a race suit. Maybe he'll come in after seventy laps, and I'll jump in and do the last thirty. And he comes in on lap six, and the thing's absolutely nice. smoking, and it's absolutely toast. I'm like, now I know what it feels like to be John
1: Harvey.
0: <laughs> okay, now let's let's in the in the uh, interest of truth and fact. Talk about the Lanham Ford AU. Now, a number of challenges over the weekend, Nimsy, seating, position, pedals, a whole bunch of stuff. It was quite tricky in all in all honesty. Try, quite tricky to get really comfortable in the Mate, car. I could, I could but, barely fit in the boot. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right, right? So, But, of course, there'd been a lot of investment time and money by uh, Stewie Lanham and Matty Crips and all that sort of stuff and by the good folks at, uh, at the AMRS and the Winton 300. So yeah. we gave it a crack. We went in there. We did practice sessions. I think I qualified thirteenth and then Stevie jumped in to did quali- a to do the qualifying race in the wet and was electric. Passed three or four cars on the opening lap. He was doing a great job. It was ten laps. And I think he finished, I don't know, eighth, seventh or eighth, Stevie
2: J from memory. Um no, but we had Well Well I got I got up to about sixth, I think. That's but then right. again, after qualifying, I didn't realise that there was an issue that Maddie had caused and I couldn't <laughs> finish that race. <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> I caused it. Okay,
0: so we knew we knew that the power steering and the problem was for those playing at home. The problem was that the power steering after four or five laps simply gave up the ghost. It, it just it just became like trying to drive a steamroller. So um, we just, we absolutely decided that we would start the race. I would start the race. Um, we would wait for the thing to go probably bad. And then we would roll in. Steve would try and take it over, do two laps, three laps or whatever. And then we'd end up having to unfortunately retire the car. Now, unfortunately in the race, same thing, got a good start, picked up three or four spots or whatever. Um, but then the thing went to concrete within three laps. So I fought it for a couple and I thought, you know what? I might just go in here. Steve surely going to be ready to jump in the car for maybe his three or four laps. Surely he's going to be ready a roll in his old mate, still kissing babies, high fives, doing meter interviews in his shorts and t-shirt, <laughs> <laughs> and he absolutely knew he was never going to get in that car. I reckon, but uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, and and it is sad because it was. I reckon Stevie J. We look at the bracket they we were in. Had the thing stayed together, we were on. We were on for a trophy, I reckon, well, because Stewie Latham's keen. Good, Stewie she's Lanham, a good
1: thing. Stewie Lanham is very keen. He was talking yeah. about. You know, we'll, we'll kid it up. it will be good. We'll be back again, have another crack next time.
0: Yeah, exactly right. So uh, yeah. you know, I think uh, we had some. We had a good mate of mine, Peter Wally, bring some parts up for on Sunday morning. We were prepared to go and give it a full on crack, but. The funniest thing about this whole thing, Stevie J and Nimsy, and I don't think you, you boys heard it, is of course the big dick was in the garage because of Jet's wind. Oh, it was him. And it, I he heard came. I <laughs> got out of the car and he came over to me and he said, "What happened?" And I said, "Oh, mate, it's just it's just got no power steering. I I, I don't know. It's it's either the rack or the pump." And he goes. You're bloody soft. I won Bathurst in 1981 with no power steering in the XD, and just turned around and walked away. I'm going
1: to say Matthew's also. uh, I I should point out too, because I was also in the in the uh, garage at the time, and there was a lot more uh, colourful language used by Richard at the time for (laughs) for commercial radio. He was tidying that up for radio, but and I can tell you right now, Steve, (laughs) it was one of the funniest things. Like I've never seen. A grown man looked like he was back in the principal's office Absolutely. At, yep. when your dad was giving Matty yep. a serve. And, yep. I was, and I was at the, I was at the quarter tier like, don't make eye contact. Just yeah, you no, do your own thing. I just I just put my visor back down and walked into the next garage <laughs> crying. There was a tear. There was a little tear that I'd just been told
0: off by the great man. <laughs> oh,
2: anyway. well, I know we've been chatting to Stewie, and he's very, very keen about uh, about doing some more. And he's very keen... To do some racing himself, just some just some club stuff, and uh, uh, you know he was talking of the idea. I think he's got an F- F6 Typhoon at work that's been sitting oh around. It's a, and I'm like, that's cool, but it's still not an AU Falcon. Man. It's still <laughs> no, not no. an AU Falcon. Now, let's just just quickly. I know we've got to go, Lindsay, but that thing, that AU Falcon, has been sitting in Stewie's uh, car yard at Lanham Ford out the front for five years. Yeah. There's has not turned a wheel, everybody, for five years. Matty Cripps, um, who now works for Stewie, who's, who's done a lot of work with Matty, Matty Mack on his uh, TA2 Transam car for, for years. Um, yeah. He did a great job getting the car ready, um, overhauling all the brakes and getting, getting all the safety stuff done. And everything. So everything was prepared pretty good. The car ran really, really well. It just—it—it it seems like it's—it's it's not just we changed oil in the power steering unit. We put some fancy yep. oil in, it, did all this sort of stuff, thinking that it was overheating, and it wasn't. So I think it's—it's it's an internal issue in the in the steering rack itself, where it probably needs a full rebuild and some new seals. But, uh, but to be honest, I mean the engine didn't miss a beat, the gearbox no. didn't miss a beat, the brakes were phenomenal.
0: Oh, Every, yes. Like everything else, the tires are <laughs> quite good. What's that? The, yeah, the brake there i couldn't believe the brakes the brakes were like a supercar brake pedal you could just bomb it in at a million miles an hour and the thing
2: stopped it was brilliant we need to i think you know it's got a little bit of a diff issue which it wants to one wheel spin the inside rear wheel so we can probably grab a welder and cog and lock that thing up and it'll be much better (laughs) but uh but apart from that um if we can fix the power steering and, and obviously a little bit of the ergonomics for Matty because he's very uncomfortable, and it's very funny watching
0: him get out of the car. To be fair, oh. um, uh, <laughs> and uh, and we can have another crack next year, right? it's easy, you know. You know, you know why it looks so funny for me getting in and out of the car because I'm the only one really that did. Steve played full Hollywood spec. I've I've <laughs> I've had a 17 year supercar career. You drive it, you drive it, you drive it, you drive it. Gets in, does one race, hands it back to me. You know, that's that's why it looks funny with me getting out of the car because you never saw Steve Johnson getting out of the car.
2: <laughs> but but I did enjoy it. It was a, it was great fun. It was wet. Mm. I was passing cars left, right front, and centre because you qualified the back, so I got it back to the front. And uh, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, it was a lot of fun. That's
0: another Johnson clip i had two. One from the big dick and one from the middle. We just need to get oh, Bree oh, oh, oh,
1: on uh, oh. next week and we can have another one. <laughs> yeah, get, get, get the, the trifecta. Let's, let's get Jed on the phone so he can give me a clip in <laughs> the drive-by through it too. It's uh, so about all the Johnsons. Uh, Very funny. Stevie, we'll let you go, mate. But um, it'll, that, it was a fantastic weekend. I've I got to say, too, it was it was an absolute thrill to see your old man because it was funny as, like, if you, if you haven't had the thrill of watching Dick Johnson serve someone – do yourself a favor, get yourself some popcorn. It is one of the best dressing downs you will ever see on the planet. Wow. It's it's well worth the box office. But uh mate, we'll let you go. Uh enjoy enjoy the rest of your time at PR and uh we'll chat to you next week.
2: Awesome. Thanks, Legend.